Welcome to Woody Online. Thank you for tuning in to one of our live service recordings. Our community is based in Cardiff and we meet every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to see you there. We hope you enjoy this week's message and that it inspires and blesses you. Hello and a very warm welcome to you. Um, I'm Josh Palmer and I'm the pastor here at Woodville Baptist Church. Thanks for joining us uh, today. I hope and I pray that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. And my prayer is that may it bless you too. Before we start, let's just bow our heads and pray together. Father, I just want to pray that may you be with me as I share what you put on my heart. And I pray that may we all have listening ears and open hearts to hear what you want us to want to hear. And Lord, help us to apply that into our lives. And Father, may your name be glorified in all that we try and do. We ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. So we are in 1 Peter. Uh, last week uh, I did an introduction and we only went into verses 1 and 2, uh, which had so much packed in it for us. Today we'll be looking at verses 3 all the way to verse 9. And um, my prayer is that this will be a great blessing for you too. So let me just... Um, ask you a question. If I were to say that you've got to be joyful in life in all circumstances, how would you find that? Peter here in this, in this chapter, as he's writing this letter, he's writing this letter to Christians who are suffering. And he's giving us some pointers as to how we can find that joy even in the times of suffering. So let's look into the verses here. This reading is on 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that, is, that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven from you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer kinds, grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. God, may you bless this reading. May you bless us as we look into this. So like I shared earlier, one Peter, Peter here is talking to Christians who were suffering, who were struggling in their faith. 
actually suffering because of their faith. It's a picture we see all throughout the Bible that faith often leads to struggle, that faith endures through suffering. So in this passage, we are seeing how to hold on to the faith in the middle of suffering. And just to summarize, how do you hold on to faith in the middle of hard times? How do you do that? I know I'm probably speaking to some people right now who are working through various hard circumstances in their lives. And that's why I love this passage, because this passage, it just oozes joy and, and enthusiasm. It's a great um, celebration of the great resurrection truths and the difference it should make in our hearts. In fact, uh, the first verse of our passage, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Some of you probably remember quite clearly something that we as, as a world went through uh, a few years ago. Just called the COVID pandemic. These verses really helped me in those times. It really encouraged me in those times when we all were going through a really hard time. And you might be thinking, really? Really? These verses are being, remaining joyful. How can that encourage you? In times of struggle, in times when we are facing so many struggles, how can you be joyful? How can you tell us to be joyful? Friends, certainly as, as Christians, we should not ignore the difficulties and struggles of life. So if you look at Psalms, some of the Psalms, it's a great model how we need to cry out to God when life seems tough. And then we need to focus on the crucifixion of Christ. And when we focus on that, then we really see the reality of suffering head on. What I want to tell us is Christianity is not just about, oh, just always look on the bright side of life sort of religion. The letter here suggests that Peter is saying and writing to Christians who are struggling because uh, they are in small groups, they are isolated, they are often ill-treated by people, and it's all because of their Christian faith. And you might be feeling that today too. And compared with our lives today, their, their life was tough. From the perspective of pagans around them, uh, being a Christian made it even worse. And, and Peter acknowledges that in verse 6 when he says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you, have, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. So friends, you would ask me, how can, we, how can we rejoice when we are suffering? How can we do that when we are suffering? The answer lies in what you rejoice in. And how that compares to suffering. Peter's claim is not we should not just ignore uh, the suffering or what is wrong. 
And it's, he's not just telling us that, you know, don't ignore that. Or even when you are suffering and you, you, you're experiencing emotions of grief and sadness, that suffering might bring. But he's saying even when you're in those depths of that suffering in this life, it cannot compare with the joy we have in Christ. So, how many of you have ever been on uh, or done go ape or zip wired? I, I've done that in the past a few times and I absolutely loved it because I, I don't mind being on heights. I don't mind jumping off, um, off a cliff uh, knowing that the zip wire hopefully works. But, and recently I took our children, we took our children to a place. Uh, it had a gruff road trail, but it also had high ropes there. And while I was watching, I was watching people do it, um, it just reminded me of a few things that this activity does involve. And what I would want to make sure that these things were in place. Now doing go ape especially, or high wires, it, it involves you you're going high and high and high. Climbing higher. In some of the, uh, the one that I did, at the end of it, in order to land, you had to zip wire uh, through, uh, underneath was a, was, was a lake, so you zip wire through it. It was beautiful. Quite terrifying, to be honest, when you, when you look from on top, when you're standing on top of this high, huge high cliff, and you're gonna jump off. Um, it, was, it was terrifying. But the, I was reminded of three things that I, I really feel um, if I'm ever going to do that, I want to make sure that these three things are there in place. Firstly, you want to know that this thing is secured well in the ground at the start. And you want to make sure that this thing is well secured in the ground at the end as well. And, and the most important thing, you want to make sure that this, this wire that you're connected to is just not going to snap. And if any of these things fail, then this whole zip wire experience of, of, of having a thrill uh, will turn into a tragedy. And you don't really want that. So in the same way, if we are to have joy in our Christian life, that we need to have confidence in our starting point, its end point, and the wire running between them. And those are the things that Peter here focuses on in this passage. In verse 3, it talks about having joy in our lives. And the start point is the resurrection, he talks about. Peter had not himself known Jesus. He'd gone through the tragedy and pain of seeing Jesus crucified before experiencing the utter joy of meeting the risen Jesus and seeing death defeated. For Peter, the resurrection was a transformational moment. It, it changed his life completely. Now many years later, he writes with confidence to those struggling Christians to remind them of their new birth, that they have experienced and, and they have came to believe in the reality of the resurrection. Many of them would have been previously pagans, believing in a world controlled by fickle gods. quite a hopeless outlook. And, and today, sadly, many 
would have the same outlook. They're distracted by monetary pleasures, short-term goals to, to improve their lives through, through more money, better relationships, fun activities. But in terms of long-term, they have nothing to look forward to. In terms of the long-term aspect of the onset of old age and, and that itself. Here you see hope is dead. But when you grasp the resurrection actually happened, that the God of Jesus can and has raised the dead, so he did so to create a life of salvation and of salvation for those who trust in him, then hope comes alive and life is transformed. It is a new birth. The resurrection is not an intellectual fact to debate over, but a reality that they that we should see or seep into our hearts. And when we do that, that the way that it changes the way we think, it changes the way we feel, it changes the way we love. It brings inexpressible and glorious joy. So the resurrection is a secure start point of our Christian life. In verse 4 it says, And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. So we have hope. We have joy in hope. The starting point is not just enough. If, you, if I went on the Zephyr across the valley or, or that lake, the secure point is a start. But if the end point was broken, then I would be plummeting to the floor. Here Peter makes it clear that resurrection shows us that the our end point is secure. We have inheritance in a place in God's eternal home. And that will always be there. Because it cannot be touched by death. It cannot be touched or stained by evil. And it's not impaired by time. So if you look around these days, we always insist on guarantees. We want to be confident of something that we buy. If it breaks away, we can completely go, go and return it. Or if it fails us, our expectations, we can return it. Security is important. And over the years in the, in the pandemic and, and now in the war in Ukraine, it has made us even less secure. So where can we find a confident guarantee? The answer comes from Jesus. And you'd ask me why? Because he proved his utter commitment and love for us by dying for us, demonstrating his power over death by rising again. And in Jesus, our hope is totally and utterly secure, my friends. In him, we can find true joy. Leads me to verses 7 and 8. And there comes, There, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. And verse 8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Finally, that the wire comes itself. 
you can have a secure start point and a fixed end point. But if the wire goes snap, you go on the floor. So what is this wire in our, here in, in this part of the illustration I'm trying to make? How are we held through time between fixed points of the resurrection and of eternal hope that we have in Jesus, of our eternal home in heaven? How can we be held with confidence above the trials and tribulations of, of this life? And it is with genuine faith. It is with a genuine faith. Peter here says, such a faith is greater worth than gold. It's obvious, you can't take gold with you when you die. But genuine faith in Christ is what brings us to that fixed point of the eternal inheritance that we can have. Yet the illustration has another aspect of it. God is refined by fire. When you heat gold up and you skim the rubbish off the top, true gold remains. The rubbish disappears. The same is true of faith. When we are faced with trials and suffering of life, our true self is revealed. If you go a few weeks back, we, we read of the parable of the sower. Jesus speaks of a seed that falls on a shallow ground and as, as illustrating that faith is not genuine. When suffering persecution come along, their faith wilts. It was not genuine. Similarly, he speaks of a seed that falls among the weeds and as illustrating faith, a faith that is not genuine. When the worries of life come along, the faith is choked. Friends, true faith perseveres through these struggles. Keeping your eyes fixed on the resurrection and the hope of, of eternal inheritance keeps us going. And when, when this is the case, then the true, then suffering creates a deeper confidence that our faith is genuine. And that, uh, that wire will hold. Our struggles may be tough, but we have a positive purpose in refining and strengthening our faith. And when that happens, and when that happens, we discover a deeper joy. Now, when I went on that zip wire, I, I was terrified. The first moments were terrifying, just going up. And, and when you looked down, the ground looked really, really far down. But as the end point comes, and as you had to make that plunge, and you're whizzing through the air, I became more confident. More confident that the start and the end points will hold. And the wire would not snap. That moment when you're flying across, that, that moment of terror turned into pleasure. In the same way, as Christians, as we zip through, through life, we need to focus again and again and again on the great fixed points of the resurrection and our eternal inheritance. And we need to, we need to rejoice in the genuine faith that God has given us to keep us moving towards the ultimate goal. That's the salvation of our souls. These verses here from 1 Peter remind us that we need to keep our eyes fixed on Christ. Peter here is trying to tell us 
Do not stray. Do not walk away. He's acknowledging that we, are, we face trials and we face tribulations. And, and we are going to encounter that in our walk of faith. However, he's also encouraging us to embrace these challenges as opportunities for growth and opportunities to strengthen ourselves. And when our faith is tested, for us to prove that we are genuine, even in times of trials. And our endurance through difficulties will lead us to praise, will lead us to glory and honour when Christ is revealed. Peter reminds us that our relationship with Christ is not dependent on physical sight, but rather on a profound and heartfelt belief in him. This faith is the unseen leads to a joy that surpasses all understanding. A joy that cannot, a joy that cannot be fully expressed in words. But through our faith, we obtain the ultimate outcome, the salvation of our souls. A gift that far away, from far off outweighs any temporary trials that we may face. So in conclusion, my friends, let us reflect on the powerful message of this passage that we read. These verses that are a great reminder for our living hope in Christ. Because through Christ's resurrection, we have an inheritance that is secured by God's power. Let us embrace the unseen with joyful belief, trusting in the one that holds our salvation. May this living hope empower you and empower us to persevere through challenges. And in times when our lives are struggling, in times when we find ourselves in, in, in lots of problems, may we look up to Christ for his strength. And may our lives in turn then shine brightly as a testament of that transformative work that he has done in our lives. And this has only happened because of the eternal power of Christ. Let's pray. God, I pray for the faith of every single person who's listening right now. Especially those who are walking through struggles, who are walking, who are walking through suffering. God, I pray that may you sustain their faith, that you would guard their faith, that you would help them even right now in a fresh way to look back at your love for them. Before the world was even formed, you, how you knew them, how you set your heart on them, how you sent your son to die on the cross for them, and how you love them, and how you love us. Lord, may we look back, may we, and, and may we look forward into what's coming in, into the, as we look forward to the inheritance of, that you've given us that doesn't perish that's not fading so Lord I pray that may you give us your strength in these times of trials and God we praise you so that you, your testing trials are only for a little while and that's not the end of the story 
We can look up to you who promises to guard us and to guide us and to lead us through these trials. Lord, help us to walk through the way in the ways that you have asked us to. So Lord, I pray for each one of us here today, for our circumstances that we are going through, the trials that we are facing. Lord, in, in all of that, Lord, I pray that may we look up to you for your strength and for your guidance. Help us remind ourselves of that resurrection that you have done and, and the eternal hope that is promised for us. So Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. May you bless each one of them. Lord, I pray that may this week be of great blessing for them. Lord, help us and help them in, in days when we face trials, in days when we find ourselves in a difficult place. May we look up to you for your strength and for your guidance. Lord, thank you for the hope that we have in you. So we ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Friends, thanks for joining me again. May God bless you. Uh, if you've got any comments, then please write them down uh, at the bottom. Or if you want to contact me, then um, you can find my details on our webpage too. May God bless you and may he keep you safe. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Woody Online. We hope this week's message has inspired and blessed you. If you're ever in Cardiff, we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services at 10.30 a.m. Don't forget to check the show notes below for our contact details. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to tune in again next week for more inspiring content. We look forward to connecting with you soon.